Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 1973 podcast, episode six. I'm here with these guys. You know these guys. Tom, Ed, what's going on? Yo, yo, what's going on? What's happening? I heard uh, you've been drinking all day and the old man keeps playing you. I'm ready. Let's do it. You must have got so stinking shit-faced on the slams. bus. I've got, I've got the smart sauce in me. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Let's yeah. go. Let's go. All right, so uh, we like to always start out with uh, a little section with uh, some of the emails that we got this week, and uh, we usually pick one, and uh, we want to thank everybody that wrote in this week, and uh, we, we want to kick it over to Ed. Ed, what do you got this week for an email? Uh, this is from Darren in East Wareham. Darren, good to hear from you, brother. Thanks for supporting the podcast. We really do appreciate it, man. Uh, AC and Tom and myself, we've known Darren for a very long time. So, man, really appreciate it, the, uh, the email there. Thanks. So uh, the question was, what do you guys think of March Madness games that have been on? Thomas, you can go first, brother. It has been you awesome. Mr. Electric. It, it's been unbelievable. The way they have the uh, the NIL now where they the players get paid. So there's a lot more uh, luck. There's a lot more uh, parity in the league right now, so it, it's been really good. Like the top teams, that there's this is like one of the first years, if not the first year, none, no top number one seeds are going into the uh, final four. So it's it's been exciting to watch. It's just uh, been one of those games like the uh, the uh, top teams. You, if anyone can, like put it this way, I don't think there's a uh, bracket on ESPN right now that is up for the uh, perfect bracket. There's, it's just been crazy. I uh, yeah, oh, Let me just cut in for a second. The only thing that I, uh, happened to intrigue me about the match madness this year uh, with the basketball was the uh, the two twin sisters from Miami. <laughs> you know, I'm all over that stuff when I see it. I'm all over that stuff. I can't, I cannot look. <laughs> <laughs> Ed, what do you got? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go after it. Uh, you know this from a different angle than Tom is. I, I think, you know, I haven't watched the, the tournament. Um, you know, out at Sweet Sixteen and to move the brackets in uh, for quite a quite a few years. And um, you know, because I mean, you know, the uh, the mothership tends to play a lot of you know NBA highlights and stuff like that. But I, you know, I will say that man, it was nice to see the kids. They actually passed the ball. Um, playing really good fundamental basketball. And, like, it's actually, you know, it, they move the ball around so there's more shots and stuff like that. It's not just, you know, kicking it to one guy and, and kind of like the NBA has become. So, you know, I mean, let's – and honestly, the NBA has had, you know, they, I mean, they're the best of the best. So, I mean, I don't mean to take shots at that, them like that. Just saying that Tommy, college... you got some picks for uh, March Madness? Well – my original pick is gone. So I think right now the best team that's left, that the team that looks the best is UConn. They look unbelievable right now. I mean, they, they just destroyed Gonzaga yeah, sure. last night. And, I mean, I'll they be honest, I lost, money. <laughs> I lost money on it. I, I <laughs> But uh, between them and uh, I think it's probably them or Texas. I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know if Texas won today. I haven't watched any of the games today. But I think those no, are the two didn't. teams right now that – I think have the best chance of winning. Ed, what do you got? You got a pick or anything going forward? 
yeah, I just I think that you know the final four. I think I think Tom like hit the nail right on the top of the head, man. UConn looked super strong last night. Um, they really did. They just rolled them. I mean, it, it was it wasn't even a game, you know. So I'd have to say UConn, but I mean, I would say, you know, be careful of that Miami team. I think that's kind of a sleeper. You yep. don't know very much about them, but they did win today. Um, so I think it's it, you know, kind of uh, kind of fell back in love with the tournament again. Just you know. Yeah, I, I thought it was a great question for uh, Darren to uh, email in just to, you know, kind of shift gears a little bit and get get a take on that because we uh, hadn't had a chance to really talk about that, especially where it is a, a big month for that. But um, like to switch gears a little bit, start talking a little bit of wrestling. Um, we're going to uh, transition over to the segment, Are They a Hall of Famer? This week's pick is Andy Kaufman. Uh now I know before we do a dive into this about is he or is he not a Hall of Famer, they do have that celebrity wing. With that being said, we can either look at it like it's a celebrity, like a Cindy Lauper, because she did have a big part in that rock and wrestling boom and getting WWF nationwide on MTV. We're looking at it like that. What are your thoughts, Andy Kaufman? Hall of Famer, not Hall of Famer. Ed, uh, I'm, I'll go. I think celebrity win, yes. I I think that you know that thing that he did with uh, Jerry the King Lawler. I mean, man, that had legs. They stretched it out for a good long time. I mean, they they got on Letterman, and I mean, they really, really kind of pushed that. So, I mean, I can see that. You know, um, you know, it's it's still hard to kind of you know that was like it was kind of like one big push but I mean I will say that he did kind of springboard that era you know into the mainstream and kind of almost handed it off to like the you know the rocket wrestling experience you know Tom what do you got Thomas? Oh, I totally agree I think he put eyes on the uh, he, he got eyes that wouldn't normally watch wrestling to watch and to, to see it and I don't think at that time I think the people that weren't into wrestling they weren't really sure if it was legit or not. Right, if right. It was worker for his K-Fab. So I think, I, I, I do think he should go in. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of his, but I right. do think he got a lot more people to watch that would, normally wouldn't watch. There's a couple of great stories about the lead up to that before even the Jerry Lawler thing. Um, he was based out of New York with the Saturday Night Live stuff, and he would go to the MSG shows, and he begged... Vince uh, Sr. to do that there. And he said, no way, we're not doing any of this stuff, which is crazy because that's kind of what the whole boom with, you know, the Hulk Hogan, you know, era <laughs> taking off was what Kaufman tried to do like four years before it was even a thing. He actually, when he got rejected by Vince Sr., he sent all kinds of... Uh, envelopes out with his idea to all the other promoters and the only one that bid on it was jerry jarrett and in memphis because they were like the um the most outlandish uh, out of all those territories they had like the, the kind of some goofy gimmicks and things like that so he was the one that kind of you know led the charge with that and uh, there was like almost like a, a blood pack between him and uh and lala that they were not gonna uh let anybody else know that it wasn't yeah, legit 
you know, um, you know, how we started just wrestling the women at first and yeah, beating exactly. women. I mean, you try to do that now. I mean, people would lose their mind if he was doing some of that stuff, you know, with the sure. uh, the male chauvinist cooking and cleaning thing and all that stuff. And it just snowballed from there. And I mean, it was pre pre WWE era stuff. So as far as the contribution to it, celebrity wise and, and uh, being able to kayfabe the way he did, I'm going to say it from a celebrity standpoint, I'm going to say if, if there are celebrities in that wing, he's in. Yeah. He's he's in for that. For the wrestling aspect of it, if we're just strictly saying wrestling, no. But <laughs> celebrity wing and contributions to it, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with yeah. And um, staying on that same topic with the wrestling, we haven't had a chance to touch on this either. Is the A and E uh, biographies on? Uh, I think they do a pretty decent job. I uh, I thought the uh, Jake Roberts one was really good. There's been a, a since the last maybe five six years. There's been a lot of Jake the Snake stuff out there. The you know uh, the rebuilding of Jake Roberts, uh, all all that stuff with DDP, and uh, you know a couple of things. Uh, Tales Tales from the Dark Side I think had some stuff here and there on it. And uh, so take on the Jake the snake roberts episode where they talked to his kids and and gave you a background on how how he's doing now what do you think ed this is all you i i haven't seen this one i thought that they did a great job of it you know i mean i really think that um you know that annie does a really good job you know like on how they portrayed it you know um you know there man there were a lot of stories i didn't know because i watched that um you know, it definitely dove into some serious um, oh, yeah. dysfunction, to say the least, man. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, golly, you know, it's just like, man, that's, you know, and I mean, but I guess it's, you know, when, you know, you're you're out on the road that much and that type of thing. I mean, I think that that probably plays into that. So I there don't are, know, but man, it was. There are quite then, a bit of Jake the Snake stories out there. Uh, you know, I sent you one this week that, uh, you know, was a kind of crazy story that they had talked about on another podcast with, uh, you know, him drinking his own urine and things like that. And, and just crazy. Um, then if you get a chance, if, uh, the dark side of the ring has a Grizzly Smith, which is his father uh, episode where they talk about all the, the really dark stuff with a disclaimer before you even watch it of, of the content that they're going to talk about, about, you know, uh, underage girls and things like that and you know it just i thought that episode was great it, it'd be nice to um condense all those for a deep watch and watch them all in a row so you get like you know six hours worth of story if you ever have that uh chance to do on a rainy day just just bang them all out back to back with the grizzly smith in there too and you'll get the full you know probably jake the snake story and, and it's crazy absolutely crazy the other one that i had a chance to watch uh was the China episode, um, kind of a kind of another depressing story, you know, top of the world and and a, a big drive to be somebody and uh, you know just kind of a sad ending. I don't know if you guys had a chance to see that one. I saw that one too. Yeah. Thoughts on that one, Ed? I I thought that they did a really really good job. You know, um, she really was a trendsetter. Setter, yeah. You know, she really was. I mean. Yeah. Like, I mean, she came in with that attitude era with Degeneration X, 
I mean, she, I, I don't think that DX would have gone as far if they did not have China. You know, she was kind of like that silent piece, you know, that kind of just stood there and you're like, and it just, and then she gradually got some momentum and, and, you know, I mean, didn't she, she did win the intercontinental belt too from, from Jeff Jarrett, right? She did. And there's so. a story behind that too. And Jeff Jarrett didn't really talk about it too much. He uh, actually had asked for more money the night of to do that on his way out. And, um, you know, they, they, he didn't, he didn't mention that. I don't know if they cut it out or whatever, but that is the story that he actually had asked for more money when they told him that he was going to be doing that, uh, you know, with her and, and, uh, you know, kind of held him up a little bit, even though he was leaving. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. Uh, the thing that I didn't know about that was when her contract uh, came up and it was the height of like after the Playboy issue and all that stuff. She kind of screwed herself a little bit by asking for more money than what she was actually, if she had just played it out a little bit longer, she would have got a whole nother group of ladies to wrestle, you know, after that, like, yeah, she wrestled Trish and Lita and Ivory and, and that group. But just think about, the females that came after that that during that divas era where they had the divas belt and all that stuff and it would have it would have been you know iconic like you know like yeah, almost yeah. like uh deandre the giant of the women's division could have been yeah, like yeah. a like an attraction almost like uh almost like she didn't need the belt she was bigger than the belt like andre was he, yeah yeah, you get her to settle a score or she's your enforcer or you know she She's the one that you don't, you know, talk bad about because, you know, she's the toughest one on the block. They could have done a whole thing with that, but. Yeah, you could have been many different storylines off of yeah. that. Yeah, and it seems like once she left, Mick Foley had said if she had just gone on the independence and kind of made her way and kind of did some, you know, kind of just kind of rebranded herself for a comeback like Cody's doing right. now. Maybe there would have been some life there, but then when she got involved in other things and there's that whole dark side of it and, sure. and, and uh, you know, downward spiral after that. But I thought, I thought yeah. they did a, a great job. And you know, the one that they're finishing this season with is the one I'm the most psyched to watch is the Dusty. They're doing the Dusty episode. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. To do. It's going to be Very fantastic. So. You know, they're going to, I think they're going to have both brothers on. So that's going to be great. And the kids that you don't, you know, you don't hear about and right. his, his wife, which is Cody's mother. And it, it should be great. And Nine Sheik, I think, is the one right before that. So that's always, oh, really? that's always cool. a good time. The Iron yeah. Sheik. Danny, I got a question for you. Uh, uh, do you think they're building up Rhea Ripley to be like the modern day China with Judgment you know, Day? You know, it's it's crazy that you say that because it it seems like they're trying to reinvent her almost like that because they realize that they dropped the ball kind of with her, you know, yeah, maybe, yeah. you know, with, with other things. And I think they, whether they want to admit it or not, they do try to steal a page or two from stuff that they did wrong. And, and whether they say they're not watching AEW, they're watching AEW. I, yeah, I know yeah, the, old, yeah. the old man never did, but they, they're watching it. They're, Triple H, I think, is on the pulse of what's happening with all things wrestling all, all the time. He's all in with all that stuff. I mean, if the old man was there, 
they would be they wouldn't have Cody come back. They'd be squashing him already just to prove a point. You know, yeah. that's why the uh, the WrestleMania match is so so intriguing because are they going to swerve him at the end and make him do the job and say, hey, that's that's what you get for leaving, or are they you know going to do right by him and put the belt on him and and let him run run with it. So that I mean the the storytelling leading up to this WrestleMania with that has been fantastic. It has been absolutely fantastic. They're killing it storyline. That is like the the best thing they got going right from Royal Rumble. All the the interviews have been yeah. fantastic and the, the, their interaction with Heyman has been great. So the mic work has been unbelievable between those two guys. Yeah. Yeah. And the you know the the where he's got a emotionally take a step back for a minute or two before he tears up and, and things like that. And, you know, now it's to the point where he doesn't want to talk. He doesn't want to mention anything about the old man. Yeah. You know, he wants to do it all on his own. And you know, that that's, it's a good story. I mean, if that, that's the storytelling I like, that's, you know, it takes you on a ride, especially if there's some history there that you can kind of sit back and, uh, you know, do a deep dive with and, and say, Hey, listen, I've, I've been here since day one too. You know, you know, you, whether you're a fan of the brother or not, you know, you never know. Are they going to let him show up at, at at the end and run out there? Who knows? Who knows? That's it's WrestleMania. Anything can happen. And it's on my birthday this year. So <laughs> what, what, what is that? Is that the big five Oh, it's the big five Oh, <laughs> uh, big five Oh, the, the first one in the group to, yes. to enter, the, enter the club. And I got my AARP uh, in in the mail the other day, which is fantastic. So I can I can finally, if movies were still a thing, I could get a discount at the movies on Tuesday. So I missed it. I missed that whole thing. Missed the whole window. I missed it. Damn. So yeah, um, well, shift gears a little bit. You know, even uh, though you know we could talk about wrestling for a while, we'll we'll, we'll hop into uh, some NHL. Let's talk some hockey. Let's talk some hockey, fellas. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got recently going on? How's your Bruins, Tommy? Hey, they're, they're still on pace to break the record, I believe, right now. They, yeah, yeah. Be careful what you wish for, right? Yes. See, I'm I'm in the minority. I'd rather they not win the, break the break the uh, the record and just rest guys and save them for the playoffs, which they kind of did. I won't say they did today, but they rested uh, Bergeron today. So I mean I start give I give these guys they've got like nine games left I start resting these guys and yeah I mean yeah the record would be great but I think if you want to make history you win the cup yeah yeah well that that's what it's all about right it's not a sprint it's a marathon that's what they say exactly and right. you know what they showed um they showed a little bit of toughness yesterday with Hathaway fighting Maroon right in the nine seconds into the game it wasn't really i mean if you read the high the headlines it said line a line brawl it wasn't a line brawl it was just those no, two the other guys just like hug, the other guys on the line just kind of hugged each other and kept each other out of the scrum but yeah i mean yeah. i'd like this I'd, I'd like to see it and it just shows you that playoff hockey's coming and it just shows you a uh a, a little uh little preview of what's to come i think the the playoffs this year are going to be unbelievable like there are so many good teams this year yeah i agree and the the race for those number one picks is yeah. always uh, it's always very interesting to see what's going on with that. I like Tortorella's comments where he says, "Listen, there's no coach that's going to 
tank on purpose. And there's no players that are going to take a night off just because they got their bonuses. They want to, you know, if you got a, a 20 goal bonus in your contract, a 25 goal bonus, and you're not going to take a night off. So the, the incentives are there for the the teams that are in the playoffs. So I don't understand where the whole tanking thing comes from. It's it's stupid. And if you're a fan, a true fan, you wouldn't want your team to tank. I won't, I won't say anyone's joking and anyone wants anyone to, uh, to, to like tank, but I was with the Portuguese phantom tonight. And he, all he would say is that in Kudobin we trust. Oh, yes. I don't yeah. know if that means the Blackhawks are trying to tank to get Bedard or to even get to the, the second pick, which I think it would probably, I think his name is Fantilli. Is yeah. The, uh, the, the second, the kid that they say is going to be number two. Yeah. But all I will say is that ears to the ground, the Portuguese phantom says in Kudobin we trust. <laughs> yep. Yep. And you can you can bet your mustache on that one. <laughs> uh, with that being said, yeah, I still I, I'm curious to see if what Biz said on the podcast is going to happen with Phoenix. So if it happens, we've mentioned it already. It fixes in for Phoenix, right? It's what I said. It's what he said. I'm curious to see if the fixes in for Phoenix. And I don't know if I mentioned it, Austin Matthews, when the contract comes up, going over there. You know what I mean? They need a new stadium. I can see it all coming into fruition. All the all the peanuts aligning. <laughs> so uh, we're we're gonna at least start a little little bit of off tonight. But um, Tom, we're gonna do uh, album of the week. What do you yes. got? Yes. Tonight I'm going with ACDC Back in Black. Oh, the highest. It was released in like 1980 ish, somewhere around there. But uh, some of the tunes that I love, Back in Black, Hell's Bells, Shoot to Thrill, those are some of my favorite ones. And uh, Rock and Roll roll Ain't Noise Pollution is one of my like underrated songs. Yeah, great, great album. First one with Brian Johnson. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, it was got a lot of uh, flack because of that being the first album with them, but I think it was underrated. I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Ed? I thought it was a great album, man. I remember, you know, cranking that up and like, you know, reemerging in the gym and stuff like that. Just yeah, you know, no, you know what I'm I, it was great. Just from start to finish, it's a great album to like work out by. Yeah, you know? and the, the that's one of the highest selling albums of all time, as far as rock albums go. I think it's number one as far as uh, total sales altogether. Uh, okay. it's, it's right up there in that year, 1980 for albums. Unbelievable year for albums. I, I mean. If you look and you put in um, metal albums for 1980, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, the British Steel came out that year. It's just it's just crazy. Number of the Beasts, I think, came out that year. It's just it's crazy. It, there's so much good stuff from from that that year. Not so much Kiss stuff, but yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, any uh, thoughts before we wrap up the show? I you know. We'd like to thank everybody that you know wrote in this week. Keep them coming in, and it's good content. We'd we'd like to know what you think, and uh, you know, keep us informed with with what's going on. And we we want to give out to our uh, shout out to our buddy Scott at Brock Street Breweries. Hopefully, uh, we can get together and and do something. I'm rocking the hat. This hat's so old, it's barely staying together anymore. But uh, yeah, he's supposed to hook us up with some uh, t-shirts and stuff, which would be great. 
So, um, yeah, before we leave, uh, a couple years ago, I wrote this book, the Elliot book. Uh, if you're a dog lover or a pet lover, it's a great story. A 21-year-old deaf dog in uh, the journey that uh, brought him to me. It's a great book. Good read for kids. Um, with that being said, uh, Tom, you got anything before we wrap this up? Just want people to hit the subscribe button on the bottom of the uh, the page. That yep. just shows you the, show the love to us. You know, we're, we're trying as best as we can. Yeah, yeah, that's all we can do. We're getting our buddies together. We're staying in touch, having some fun, talking hockey, talking wrestling, talking everything, everything pop culture, stuff we grew up with. Um, just having fun, enjoying it, trying to make people laugh and, you know, not taking anything too serious like we've always done, even when we were kids growing up, just making it real and, uh, you know, having some fun and, Hopefully uh, everybody's enjoying it and uh, we can stay in contact with everybody. So uh, with that being said, we'll uh, catch you guys next week and we'll hopefully have another episode for my birthday. We're going to next, next week's my birthday. So we're, we're going to sing happy birthday to you. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> we'll, we'll get it on camera and everything. Later, everyone. <laughs>